Hello and welcome to the Run With Ellie live show, the show that brings you stories from your everyday runners to professional athletes and other specialists in the running community who all share a common passion for the sport. I'm your host, Coach Allie. I hope my podcast can help you change the way you live and the way you move so in the long run, you're able to live a sustainable and healthy lifestyle that you deserve. The purpose of this podcast is to promote the love of running. Throughout my experience speaking with the individuals in the running community, I've found that many of us seek acceptance and relatability in some way, shape, or form. On Run With Alley Live, I tie together the common pain points and solutions through the stories told by the special guests on the show. Each individual has a unique running journey and shares how running impacts the mind and body in the sport and outside of it, both mentally and physically. So stop being so hard on yourself. Tune in right here weekly for new motivational episodes with special guests to inspire you to change your life for the long run. Thank you once again for joining us on Run With Ally Live. Please don't forget to support the show and our special show guests by clicking on the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you choose to listen to the show on. Hi everyone, it is Saturday, February 3rd, and I just finished watching the U.S. Marathon Olympic Trials, and holy freaking crap, um, Inspire doesn't do justice here. I am taking today's Ask Ally Soul episode to recap the race, uh, obviously the top contenders, the placers, the standards, and takeaways so that you could apply these learnings to your training and be inspired to tackle your next run or your next marathon or whatever race is next for you. I couldn't contain my excitement when I just saw um, the grit put out there by the men and women running this race today. It truly shows how how much everything plays a part, um, proper training, but also having a support system, uh, not just doing everything alone, uh, and really learning to face whatever conditions you're at and, um, being your inner coach. So, all right. Um, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about, Fiona O'Keefe's performance today with a scorching time of two hours, 22 minutes and 10 seconds, annihilating the 2012 record by Shalane Flanagan, um, which was set in 2012. Yes. 225.38 at the trials. Go girl. It was her debut marathon and she placed first 25 years old. Um, I loved watching her race recap or I guess at the end when she was holding that flag over her shoulders and, just basically said she had to pinch herself the last eight miles because she wanted to just run and focus and stay present and do what she set out to do, even though she had really never run this distance and really just had the confidence in herself the entire way. Looked so strong that last 10K. It's so hard to do that in a marathon. This girl split a 509 mile on mile 25 in that kind of heat, 70 degrees in Orlando. I don't live in Orlando, but been to Florida, ran in Florida, humidity is no joke. Poor man's altitude, it's really tough. So congratulations to Fiona O'Keefe. Second, um, Emily Sisson, of course, and then Dakota Lindworm, uh, who I just, I lost it when, 
when she finished just because of her powerful finish, her reasons for running. Um, you know, she lost her mother in 2020. And when she said she pictured her mom at the finish line of the marathon, um, it just really spoke to me because, um, you know, well, we could all relate to that. And I, I love my mom too. And my mom is alive and very well, but it's not only that, it's just all of these women ran for reasons larger than themselves. And I, you know, there's something to be said for that. Now, I don't want to only give the women recognition. Connor Mance and Clayton Young, those two teammates carried each other, high-fiving each other through the race and just really sticking with each other, pulling themselves to that Olympic standard. Um, today was just beyond inspiring. And I actually got to watch both like Emily Sisson and Connor Mance and Clayton Young. Actually, I ran with all three of them in Chicago, a little bit behind, but um, it was pretty cool to watch all these athletes continue to crush it. Um, watching the trials rerun, I just took so many notes, but every second of the way, I just couldn't help but think, wow, I wonder what they're thinking about. And there was just so much grit um, that was... All of them were grinding out. And even though I'm no Olympian, I'm just like you guys here. Um, and I hope I help you kind of bridge your own gaps by, you know, helping to, you know, explain what we could do with these results and this inspiration from these top athletes. They didn't just get there. Remember, Emily Sisson dropped out of the 2020 Olympic trials in Atlanta and she had a redemption race right here. Second Olympian or second, you know, Olympics. She was in the 10K in the Olympics or 10,000 meters first time around. Um, and, you know, Dakota Lindworm, underdog, made her Olympic team. Um, it, it just shows you, and you know, she's no newbie to the marathon. So it really shows you consistency makes you the jack of all trades. Uh, but I'm going to get to takeaways in a moment. So congratulations to the top placers in the marathon today. I also want to give a very big shout out to all of the finishers and all of the racers who towed the starting line for this race, because everyone deserved a spot to be there. And it was brutal. Um, to run in that 10 a.m. in Orlando, not ideal for a marathon, but um, really big shout out to Lift From Perform, um, Mariah and Mary, um, regardless of the outcome, um, everyone had towed that line feeling so ready um, and just being ready. So takeaways for the rest of us. You know, I did notice Emily Sisson, she had a gel whipped out of her bra at mile two fuel. Carbs make you run fast. Front load that fueling during your training. Um, I could share what I do. I take a UCAN 25 minutes before my marathons and every 20 minutes uh, throughout. I also take two electrolyte tablets every 20 minutes with water. What works for me might not work for you, but there is a testament um, to what does work for some of us because we could share that like I'm doing now, and hopefully that could help one of you in your training. Practice fueling in your training. Practice it during your long runs. Um, you know, don't leave that for race day. Uh, another takeaway from today is be prepared for all the conditions on race day and learn how to race smart. If you did watch the trials and you took note of Emily Sisson, I love watching her run because she's always so composed and predictable in a good way. She 
went out leading the pack and then, you know, hung back a little and let others take the lead, but confided in herself, looked strong the entire way, stuck to her strategy, had her vision and broke away that last four miles of the marathon, taking second place and an Olympic spot on the team. Um, so looking at her as an example, you know, uh, you know, someone like Emily Sisson, you know, going out, I'm sure she goes out and she does her runs um, when she doesn't want to in whatever conditions they are. Um, and maybe she does some treadmill runs, but it just goes to say that consistency is king or queen and you're going to have good runs. You're going to have bad runs. And that is all OK, because that's a part of being process oriented. And that is why I always say treat every run like a training run, because that's what it is. Even a marathon Olympic trials run. It's just a test to see what your fitness is at and to watch it all come to fruition so that you can make adjustments as you go forward um, properly and pro- keep progressing with your training. You want to keep growing in the sport. Showing up every day for yourself in every way you know how. Um, what I mean by this is if you need a rest day, take it. If you are feeling like within reason you want to push it one day, push it and then work with your support team or your coach to adjust the rest of your training to uh, accommodate doing that. So, for example, let's say, you know, your body's telling you, hey, I need a little bit of rest. You're showing up today and giving your body that rest it needs because your body doesn't lie and only you know how you feel. Think about setting yourself up for success for your long-term goal, whether that be running for life or getting that next A race goal, sub four-hour marathon, sub three-hour marathon. Um, So think of that goal and think about how showing up for yourself every day is going to help you get closer towards it. So if, even if that's a rest day, that's fine. And if you feel like pushing it, not within, not out of reason, but if you feel like, you know, adjusting things a little bit and you have a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience running um, and training, try something out. And if it's a little more quality, for example, maybe dial it back the next two days and include a rest day or an extra easy run or a shorter easy run to um Make sure that the stress of your training equals the recovery needed for it so that you could reap the benefits of that and adapt and become a stronger runner. We want to build you up, not break you down. Um, I said before, consistency makes you the jack of all trades when it comes to being process oriented. So grinding out day in and day out, especially on the days you don't want to, um, just staying consistent will never let you down. The fun part about that is you never know what day is going to be your breakthrough day, but that's the beauty of running. And that's why we all love to push ourselves and challenge ourselves. Um, and I think that when we see others doing that same thing, it inspires us to keep doing that too, because we're all ultimately working towards a similar goal, right? We're trying to push ourselves in the best way we know how through running. At least I think that's why you're listening on here. Um, staying power. A big thing I, I felt like the energy from these men and women today, uh, just by watching, and I guess just from my experience marathoning, I was like, hmm, what were they thinking about? And especially after listening to their recaps, um, right after the finish line with the flags on their shoulders, you know, 
staying power, staying in the mile you're in, staying present, especially after passing mile 20. For those of you who have not run a marathon, just think of the most tired you've ever been running anything, any distance, whether it's been a 5K, staying in that moment you're in and that step you're in and staying out of your own head and using the energy from others, spectators, training partners, just landmarks, looking at landmarks, staying out of your own head, not worrying about your watch, running by feel and just learning to know your limits. So like in the last 10K of a marathon, you kind of want to be redlining, meaning pushing it, but not like where you're going to fall over and pass out. It's a very fine line. It takes a lot of experience. Again, something to practice in your training and to speak to your coach about. Also, what really, really... um I loved how Connor Mance um, said that what allowed him to stay in each moment was he thought about a person towards the end, every single mile, his wife, his friend, his family. Uh, and I was like, oh, I do that. I literally, for the first time I broke three hours two years ago at Chicago, I wrote down a person or a group and one was my athletes, um, a mile for every one of those things. And so just having one thing to think about and something bigger to run for bigger than yourself gives you uh, more of a reason why to keep pushing even when you're the most exhausted and like bringing those faces to your brain and just pushing for them, for others. Uh, because I, I believe relationships make the world go round in all ways. And this is a way that it relationships do that. Um, so getting out of your own head, feeling the pace and confiding in yourself. Yeah, uh, this is a good one. So feeling the pace comes with experience, really understanding that your watch, I love Garmin running, shout out to you, um, is a great tool to keep you on track and using those paces to drive your training. But don't tie your worth to them or your value to them. Those paces are just a number. The clock is just a number. How you feel and learning, you know, how you feel at a certain heart rate or a certain rate of perceived exertion using the RPE scale will really help you to become your best runner and your strongest one and to confide more in yourself along with that. So when you told the line for race, say, you know how to adjust as you go. And that's when you truly know that you've mastered your own race, when you've mastered yourself. Structured training, personalizing it for you where you're currently at. Um, so adjusting your training, I'm very much about adaptive training and adjusting your training as you go. Uh, so for my athletes, I, I program out for them and backtrack from their A race, but show them, you know, one to two weeks at a time now because I am very big on adaptive training and adapting. What I mean is like, if we need to take a rest day, we need to make adjustments for that next week. Uh, especially if we're feeling good and maybe not dive into workouts right away, but maybe do some easy running, build up that base a little bit before we, you know, pound the ground and get right back to quality workouts. Or, you know, if we're seeing really strong fitness gains and we do a time trial, we might need to adjust some paces and things in the weeks ahead to meet that person where they're at fitness wise right now so that we could, you know, get to that goal. It's really important to adjust your training as you go and not stick to a cookie cutter program for these reasons. So you could see your potential um, and see yourself grow. Everyone adapts differently and there's something that works for everyone. Um, so really along with that, 
comes with recovering, listening to your body. It will not fail you um, if you really do that. And what I mean by that is being honest with yourself. I love using a heart rate strap for this reason, for training, um, especially during easy runs, keeping my heart rate truly aerobic, 75% of my max. If you want to find your max heart rate, wear your heart rate strap during a race, 10K or 5K, or do a time trial with one. Um, everyone has a different max heart rate. So the math formula, MAF, or the 220 minus your age to get your max heart rate, it's very cookie cutter. Uh, don't, so don't do that. Don't use that. Um, really keeping your easy runs truly aerobic, but also having enough quality within your weeks, roughly, I guess, 20%, depending on what you're training for using a polarized training model. I'm a huge fan of it. Um, will allow you to reap the benefits of your training and not crash and burn or hit a wall, especially along with the training once you balance the stress of the training with proper recovery. Under that recovery umbrella includes proper sleep, proper rest days, proper cross-training days, active recovery, proper nutrition, proper mental training. You got to give your brain a rest. Um, and there's other things, but yes. And then, you know, just really... Um, watching these athletes today like all of them have support systems like I said earlier in this episode relationships make the world go round they make us all better not to get too off topic here but there are scientific studies that really show the value of relationships how they make us live longer um, they make us thrive in sport running for reasons larger than yourself will just give you more of a reason to run whether whether or not, you know, you run solo or what, what have you, um, it's really important to have a why. And even if you don't know it right now, you have one if you love to run or if you're thinking about it. Um, so I hope that was very um, helpful. It wasn't too long of a rant. I wanted to just share, you know, the top winners of today's marathon U.S. Olympic trials in Orlando, Florida. It was an amazing race. I really enjoyed watching the recap and sharing these takeaways with you so you could apply this to your training and just train smart moving forward. So yeah, um, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. My Instagram is at run with Allie, A-L-L-I. You could always reach out to me via email. Uh, my email is in the link in my bio. And until next week, I will answer your burning questions on another Ask Allie episode right here on the Run With Alley Live podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Don't forget to become a member on my website to get updates on my weekly new special episodes on the show, sharing fun running feats, training methodologies, and all things running related to help you keep your running fun. Reference the link in the show notes to become a member of the Run With Alley community so you could connect with other like-minded individuals who love running just as much as you do. Again, do not forget to subscribe to the show by clicking the follow plus button, Apple Podcasts, or subscribing on whichever platform you're listening to the show on. Please leave a review under the episode in whichever directory you're listening to the show in so I can better provide you with the top-notch content I strive to deliver you week in and week out. Thank you again for listening to Run With Alley Live. If you are looking for the perfect solution to finish your first marathon injury-free, even if you've tried to get in shape in the past and failed, sign up and get access to your free 24-week program now by clicking in the link in the show notes under this episode. Sign up now 
All you need to submit is your email and I'll see you on the inside. Thank you so much for listening to Run With Allie Live. See you next time.